0: Time to take a deep breath, a little deeper, and settle in with
1: your host, Genesee, starting right now on the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio.
0: Excited and so open today. I'm so amazingly open to everything. <laughs> so let's see where this goes. I have a lot of ideas, but uh, no re- no real clue what's going to happen, what path we're going to take. So, I'm um, really, really interesting. Um, I come to you this morning uh, better, feeling a lot better. My sickness only lasted one day from last week, so that's good. And hopefully today will be a little bit more uh, uh, brick by brick, and the path will unfold a bit clearly. The last week's uh, episode was definitely kind of strung together. Very interesting. Anyways, let's jump right in. So this morning, I had my nice cup of coffee. I don't have it with me today, which is sad. Uh, I usually have a cup of coffee that I never get a drink, and it's a nice staple of the morning. So I hope you have yours, a nice warm cup of coffee or tea or whatever beverage, water that you are choosing to partake in right now. Um, So grab that, sit down, get relaxed. Let's nice... Take a deep breath, conscious, connected breath together. Maybe the first deep, conscious breath you've taken all day. Everybody, just drink it in through your nose, inhaling in, then exhaling through an open mouth. bring all your awareness back into the body, just ground into this yummy space of being together, giving yourself this time to be with us today, listening in, exploring yourself more fully. So uh, it, very interesting, um, my husband, John, Dr. Johnny Roy, who y'all met in episode 25, he was in studio and he wanted me to start promoing his uh, return adventure to us during the Thanksgiving week, <laughs> Friday, that Friday, he, he's already reserved his spot. He got a taste of the radio and loves it. So he'll be back with us on uh, that Friday, Black Friday um so he wanted me to meet a promo and and get everybody ready for that whatever is gonna happen um and so really interesting he's uh come to a realization after I think we've been married for ten going on eleven years and um and I as as everybody who's a listener of karma radio knows kind of my story and and uh, what's going on with me, but I'll I'll just give a little synopsis again for those of you who might be joining for the first time. So um, I started my dive into who I am authentically and my what you could call uh, self actualizing process, or to discover what my purpose, my path, the right, the seeker's path. Um, and so I I started and really started in this when I was young, but didn't know what I was doing and kind of manifested all levels and layers of crisis moments and trauma for myself. Through every layer and level of the chakra uh, chakra system, so that later I could unwind all of that in a very interesting and unique process that was uh, that was going to develop for me in how I taught people, and um, so I really didn't start to dive into this uh, work as with a teaching mentality until maybe. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to guess 2013-ish because that's when I wrote my first book. So of course I had been doing a lot of um, intense kind of spiritual seeking before 2013, but not until 2013 did I start to actually write a book documenting my own healing process. I called it a 94-day chakra journey, Um, and it kind of documented my own healing process for myself. And I had no clue what I was doing at the time. I just knew divine was coming through and not letting me sleep at night, and I was getting a page of my history downloaded to me in my head every night. So two nights of that, and I said, okay, If this page of information stops and I start writing tomorrow, will the voices leave me alone so I can get some sleep? And so they did. And the next day it was Cinco de Mayo, I think 2013. And so I that day I started writing. I had no clue what I was writing but that first page of information was in my head. And so um, as probably some of you know, you can um, open yourself as a clear channel and do what's called automatic writing. And so that's basically what I did was I just said, okay, I'll sit down for at least an hour every day, as long as there's information to come through and I will just write whatever's coming through. And so with no idea, I knew I was supposed to be writing this book, (laughs) but no clue what I was supposed to be writing. And so it was a 94 day journey and I had Uh, decided that because in 2013, I think uh, whenever Cinco de Mayo, whenever that was, uh, 94 days later, it was my birthday and I was turning 30. And so it was a big, you know, a big, nice round number, (laughs) something achievable. So, um, so it was kind of decided that by, by 30, I'll have this, whatever's supposed to be coming through right now, whatever's so big that it's uh, monopolizing all of my time. Anyway, so not a long story short, this is going to go on for an hour, I guarantee it. (laughs) So basically, uh, I opened myself as a clear channel, and this book wrote itself in three parts. The first part was basically just my, my history um, and how I had evolved from a young child who was having trauma and crisis moments from manifesting migraines and insomnia, bulimia, anorexia, obsessive uh, OCD tendencies. Oh, my gosh, you name it. Drugs, alcohol, whatever you want to uh, whatever dysfunction you want to label um, somebody going through a spiritual emergency that uh, tried to numb it and control it instead of allowing it to be. That's what I did. And so I, um, basically the first part of the book just wrote itself because it was a history of my process moving through trauma and not recognizing it. But at that point in time in 2013, I was very well versed in chakra theory and had worked for a very long time on healing myself. Although <laughs> apparently not clear enough up into that point, because this is when the deep work settled in. And, um, So after I wrote that first part, I, again, I had no clue what was supposed to be writing through me. And so I'd meditate, you know, I had come from a very strong meditation practice at that point in my life and, and, uh, was sitting in quiet meditation for at least 60 minutes, which I felt was necessary at that time. Um, I'll let everybody know it's not necessary to sit in meditation for 60 minutes. I probably needed to relax my body to very deep levels and layers because I was definitely going into like theta state. I'd lose myself a lot of the time in that meditation, sometimes moving to 90 minutes in meditation. And um, so work can be done very quickly in meditation. You don't need the 60 minutes. But anyways, I'd come from Marilla. Really- strong daily meditative practice where I was connecting very clearly through clairvoyant, um, which is behind closed eyes. I'd see um, basically I'd see images and movie reels and I'd be able to travel places and get very clear visuals and connect to things and get information um, when I would ask questions. And um, because of my developing of the meditative process and because I um, used my clear voice. Everybody is. Everybody has these gifts and talents, right? It's just um, becoming aware of how they work through you. Um, and so being an artist and a painter and always having visual imagery moving through my um, mental field, it, it was just a natural, easy progression for me that when I went into meditation, that's how um, my divine guidance came through and, and how I connected and got the wisdom I sought out to receive. And so um, then moving into part two of the book, uh, sitting in meditation and asking, like, what's next? <laughs> Basically, I was told that I needed to start to do my own chakra healing process, which I wasn't prepared for. I didn't, I didn't know anything or what I was supposed to be doing. And so, okay, um, I was told to sit, give each chakra, there's seven core chakras that I was working with at the time and um, root to crown from the base of the spine all the way up to the above the head. And um, I was told to give each chakra one week of my full present, mindful, grounded (laughs) awareness, and that everything I needed to know would come through in that week. And that I needed, I was told to sit in quiet meditation in the beginning of the week, and then live the week in full grounded awareness of what was happening in my field, and then at the end of the week, to go back into closed-eyes meditation and review what I had learned. And so willing, trusting, and able, I did this, and uh, magically through this process, um, an entire book wrote itself and an entire um, philosophy and journey that was given to me by um, basically my own willingness to go on the journey and experience it. I then, after this happened, a lot of things came through after I completed writing this book and completed kind of healing myself through this first level, um, what they call the first journey, the solar journey. Or the journey to heal or um, recognize the low self, the personality, the first triad, the physical, emotional, mental, whatever. Those are all the same things. So however you want to label it, however you've heard um, these terms used before. So um, I did that and was just just on like cloud nine. And it was amazing. I always talk about my dad on this show. And so the very end of the book on my birthday, and I hadn't known it and recognized it um, until a few days before that the end of this book was going to be written, of course, on my birthday. And I had scheduled this beautiful spiritual trip with my father on my birthday. And and we went out to the Berkshires in Massachusetts where there's this great spiritual center and um, just took a a class out there and got a connect. And I was writing the very end of my book and just in elation that I had completed all of this intense work. I mean, it was intense, intense, intense work. Um, and anytime you go on a, on a healing spiritual journey to recognize and acknowledge and heal yourself, it is, it's work. And so, at the completion of this, I could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I was just, I like remember having conversations with my dad where I was like, oh my God, never again do I want to have to do any work on myself. I don't want to ever have to go into meditation and ask another question. It was just to be that present, that aware of everything that I had co-created into my life and that I had patterned and all of the... Limiting beliefs that I held and and expectations I put onto the people outside of me, and how I um, how I was engaged in such a self fulfilling, um, very singular role where life happened to me and then switching that script and, and taking an active role where I had to every single day participate in life. And then also in every single moment that I was present and aware, I had to choose through my free will to make a choice to move into a different path, not knowing what that path held. And like, this is happening every, you know, every single breath you take is a con can be a conscious step forward on your, on your journey. And so many of us, it's hard, it's freaking hard work. And so this is where I come to you because really interesting, we are moving and I believe and I trust so completely in what the universe is providing to us. And, you know, I've had conversations with people, with millennial children, Um, I myself being at the very beginning, I ushered in the millennials, I was born in 1983, which depending on who you talk to, nineteen eighty or 81 or whoever graduated in 2000, right, was considered the millennial. I graduated 2001. So it's either 1982, 1983, depending on the month you were born, right, is kind of the starting line of millennial generation. And anyways, so we were the ones that uh, half of our lives, we didn't have technology. And then the other half, we had technology. So we kind of were those those people who became these amazing <laughs> lab rats for what technology can do for you, right? So, anytime people talk about millennials and oh my god, they're so entitled and blah 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 and whatever labels you want to put on millennials, you can go watch a YouTuber, TED Talk on it. Um, I always felt so. It was so compassionate and excited to see what this generation who has instant manifestation potential, like every kid that was born basically after me that right, that that has come into this world with almost full lifetimes full of technology now knows that they can get on an iPad. You see like toddlers swiping left and right on iPads, like intuitively, it's crazy. And so um, the instant manifestation potential when you want something you get it instantly like me being a spiritual seeker i love that i am i am i can't wait to see what this does for these kids that are growing up in it myself included <laughs> it's just this knowing this innate knowing that everything I want, I can have. And so when life isn't organizing itself completely to their expectations, they are out, they check out and they're like, Nope, I don't have to, I don't have to settle for this. I'm going to go find it better over here. Cause then that's what they've been born into. And that's what they understand. And so I and I love this. It's like such a shift in consciousness and such a drastic immediate shift where these kids have expectations and they know that uh when they want it, they can get it. And if you're not gonna give it to them, they'll go get it somewhere else. And so I love it. But then too, there's this really, really, really interesting thing. I've been doing a lot of work with um so uh again, some of you have been following my history or been with me from the beginning. Um know that I recently decided to, you know, I've held jobs and then I've held careers and I, um, I most recently chose to leave a, um, uh, most recently a 12 year career, but it was much longer than that in the spa industry and, um, and leave my career to pursue my purpose work. And so this was a complete blind leap of faith jump that knowing that divine's going to catch me and take care of me. And I did this back in June of 2018. I just kind of jumped off the cliff and said, catch me somebody. And, um, and have since been, uh, co-creating the things that I know I'm supposed to, um, be facilitating in this world at the this moment in time right that that aligns you the high self of me and where I'm directing this this collective conscious um and through the work that I'm doing right so I'm I'm stepping into that role that uh, that I guess you could say I've been destined to step into and in that I have um really it, um I've along throughout my career and just me as a human, as I've evolved, I've heart center connected to people who have also been kind of on this path. And so I have a lot of amazing friends who are amazing healers, astrologers. I mean, just seekers of love and light and connection and facilitation of love and light and connection. I've been so lucky to have such a strong and beautiful connection to a lot of, uh, these people that I would consider such just beautiful souls here also doing their purpose work. And, um, and in this, these connections have come in really strong now that I'm out on my own and also kind of following my purpose work. And so I've gotten together in different, um, different ways to try and facilitate working together right and so the really interesting topic of conversation that comes up when I talk to light workers um, I'll just say the healers the astrologers all these people on my network right Um, is there's this everybody who is in this vein pursuing their purpose and facilitating teaching or education or whatever they're doing trying to um, help other people in their path and their process us um, what we're noticing or what is being spoken um, outside of me that I've been able to notice through this network of people I know they say that um, nobody wants to do the work like everybody wants everybody wants the quick fix and this is this kind of like millennial right the shift in I want it and I want it now and so great so I have you know personally I have apps I have everything you could need right to start to discover and when you want it you can have it at your fingertips you can have any of my videos any of my stuff um, and that's how a lot of us are operating but then now it's getting to this point where people are saying that they want it they want it now and they only want it nobody's watching anything longer than three minutes you can't engage with somebody longer than three minutes like you got to give them the the um, the album of, of inspiration, right? Like a music album where every song is just three minutes and give them that because nobody's doing anything longer. Nobody's, nobody's taking these deep dives into who they are and what they're co-creating and like everybody just wants this quick fix. And so this has really put me at this really interesting crossroad where, um, knowing my journey, knowing the journey of all these healers light workers teachers that i know like there is no quick fix there is no quick fix there are quick shifts There are a hundred million quick shifts that I can give you and help you facilitate in your life right now through any number of tools or processes. And you can have instant shifts where you gain a little bit of wisdom that allows you to see more clearly that you're in conscious co-creation with your life. And it will shift your perspective enough that you can look and go, holy crap, what am I doing? And no wonder X, Y, Z is happening or whatever it is, right? And so there's tons of quick shifts, but there's no quick fix. And what it seems like I'm hearing outside of myself from all these people who've been doing it a lot longer, who have been in their purpose a lot longer than I have, it's like they they're telling me that like nobody wants to do the work. And it's like, well Well then what like what I, it, it almost scares me. It's like what what's happening anyway. So this is interesting to me because back to at the top of the hour, what I was talking about with my husband, Doctor Roy, who was in episode twenty five. If you didn't catch that, you can go back and watch our little uh, our our hour together. Um, so really interesting because um, one of the things that you know you can go and listen to any 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 probably buddy who's got a a soapbox to preach from um, in this vein of light and consciousness will tell you that when you decide to change yourself and go on your spiritual journey, that the people around you are either going to come closer or you're going to lose a whole network, a whole ring of people around you who aren't ready to also shift in their In in their consciousness, right? So, in in theory of 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 a collective, and that we attract to us, that everything that we are, we attract to us. Um, So, everything that is running inside of me and my subjective, this internal world is going to be reflected to me in my objective external world that we're co-creating, right? We're co-creating this journey. And so if you have nothing but crappy mood, sick people outside of you, then just guess what your kind of frequencies and energies you're running inside of you, right? And so this is the whole like mirror technique of, of spirituality. And so anybody will tell you when you start to go on your own process, make these changes, do the work, right? Or even just take a moment to shift. If you're going to get the album with the three-minute meditation or the three-minute motivational video, look at the TED Talks. My God. Yeah. So yes, like we can shift our perspective very quickly through like a TED Talk or a three-minute thing. But like eh, how power, how powerful you have to be ready after you hear that inspirational, whatever it is for three to 10 minutes, right? That, that sound bite of information. Like, what are you doing with that? Are you now going back and going into your own process? Yeah, it's nice to hear, but how often do we hear those things? And it's great for a day. And then it's like, we get right back in that same pattern. Right. And so what I'm going back to, and I keep kind of pulling away from is my husband. So um, back in 2013, when I decided to take my deep dive, I had I had um, started when I went at 21 years old. I had realized I was basically an addict to prescription medicine for putting me to sleep, for waking me <laughs> up, for taking away the pain in my head, my migraines. I had been prescribed basically numbing for my life. And it's because my mental field was so loud. My left and right brain were at war with each other. The um, spiritual and human, the high self, the low self were basically at war within me. And um, because I was born very clear at five years old, I started manifesting migraine headaches. So, I mean, I had this very early on and I, of course, um, with Western medicine was prescribed to just numb all of this. So at 21, I decided to, um, detox myself from all of this and, and open up to whatever was trying to come through and get my attention so desperately. And so, um, I made the choice then, and this is when I started doing soundbite stuff. I'd, you know, go to the bookstore and get a book in the self-help section that seemed interesting and I'd find a component of it that resonated and then I'd move on to the next thing. And, and so I did my kind of soundbite of energy work, right? I'd, I'd follow. I think back, back in that time, like these um, telesummits were really big where uh, you would either call in or log on to the internet. And I think most of them were like calling in and you'd listen to somebody who for a half hour would tell you their life story and then how they healed themselves. And then they'd sell you a workshop or something. And so I'd go and I'd listen, I'd do the sound. Bite, you know, I'd get that next little bit, a uh, next stepping stone on my path that kind of came in and I'd play with it for a little while and see if it felt resonant to me or if it wasn't. And so I'd do that sound bite kind of um spirituality for a while. And then, like I said, not until right before my 30th birthday. And I had been at this point, I'd been really um deeply diving into meditation to slow down my brain. And and I was desperate to receive guidance, right? I was desperate to connect to what I would consider guides or angels or divinity within me that I could access. And so I had probably for five years before I wrote the book, I had really started meditating heavily, maybe not five years, maybe like two or three years, meditating really heavily and all that stuff, right? And so then the book started to come through at 30. And this is where it was like, it's time to shift. It's time to do your journey. It's time to dedicate basically energy towards healing yourself. Like no longer are you allowed to stay at this level, at this awareness, at this perception of life. You're not you're not going to be able to do these little sound bites anymore. Like you need a drastic shift in your life. And so this is when this book came through and the 7 week chakra journey um, basically, came out of this, and so I created this workshop, a seven-week chakra journey. And um, again, when I was in the spa career, I had lots of staff that um, trusted me. We had a really beautiful relationship, personal and business. And um, and through those connections, I remember a lot of the staff were doing the seven-week chakra journey, and like the amount of things that would shift, and like the upheaval lives was just insane 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 crazy the amount of change that came along with it and so a lot of people stopped us i mean they'd get so in chakra theory as soon as we get past solar plexus we basically move into heart center which then starts to build the bridge between our high self or our purpose work and so so many people would drop out right as they were starting to understand and and acknowledge what they had created in this low self, right? The root chakra, sacral chakra, solar plexus chakra, they would stop. They'd get stuck somewhere in sacral chakra or solar plexus chakra and they wouldn't go any further because the amount of shift and change that was happening outside of themselves, in their lives, in their partnerships, in their business, in what they wanted, what they desired, it was just too much and people weren't weren't ready, I guess, to make that shift. And that's what happens. We, you know, we, we think we, we want our destiny. We think we want our purpose. We think we want to completely heal, but our patterns and what we can expect and that which we've created, that is, that is that loop of existence is familiar and we know what to expect there and everything around us stays the same. And we don't Lose people in our lives, and and we don't have to make these big shifts and changes. Which to me is like the ultimate. You know, as soon as you decide to do a really life changing journey, it is probably the most. It's the hardest thing. It's like the it's and I and I would warn people. I'd be like, get ready for shit to hit the fan and spray all over your life when you take. A complete deep dive at looking at who you are and what you have patterned and created into your life, and and why everything around you is happening as it is because it's all just a reflection of every pattern and belief system inside it held with inside of you. So everything external of you is the complete reflection of you, and so you know people are just not willing to accept and move past that human state and kind of and do that that big shift and jump and and really get into the the why of everything because it's you have to trust you have to complete have complete trust that 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 even though I can't see it even though I don't know what I'm moving into that this is my my most divine connection and this is this is who I'm supposed to be right and so anyway so Back in 2013, I did this work, and um, one of the one of the funny, not so funny things. It basically this was like the complete test between myself and my husband. It, everything he was like a catalyst for every single thing I needed to learn about myself. Poor guy, and um, and so every problem in our marriage came up. And again, back to the statement, you know, any spiritual seeker will tell you, anybody who's done a journey will tell you that. Like the journey to to become more enlightened to who you are and your divinity, divinity um, it will shift and change the people outside of you. Lots of people end in divorce, but again, half the people end in divorce, half the people can successfully make it through. And so, my poor husband, poor guy. I'm sure there are multiple times where each of us considered um, and I had to make the choice to continue to be with the person we saw sitting across from us. And um, and he he would tell you that you know since 2013 he's been married to me for 10 years, and he's probably. Uh, I forget how he says it, but he says something to the effect of um, the woman that I married has like changed into four different women since I've known her. And so he's he's chosen every single time I've changed and shifted myself into a new level of awareness. He has had to make a conscious choice to remain a partner with me. And um, and through that and vice versa, but through that, he um, also, when he chose to remain a a partner to me, he also was saying to himself that if I'm going to choose to stay around her and what she's moving into it naturally. So things always try and find resonance. We always try to find harmony with What's in our environment, right? This is the this is nature, <laughs> and if you don't find harmony with your environment, look at nature. It dies. It moves. It it, it biologically gets pushed out, right? And so th- this is resonance, right? So we're constantly trying to find resonance with the things that are surrounding us, and so as one person shifts, um, if somebody else. If the partner or if the family unit right um, decides to stay attached to that person that's shifting, they naturally are going to have to change a bit of their resonance to stay um, in that. So every time I shifted and changed changed so drastically, he also had to make these shifts and changes. And um, and so back in 2013, I did this for the first time, which is called a solar journey. It's the first journey of uh, of awakening or understanding what you've created in this physical reality, the low self, the human. And so there's multiple journeys as we move through the different levels and layers of consciousness. But, um, so he has, very recently. And and part of my process in doing my own healing work, and it was during the second journey when I was working on the emotional body, um, that I had to take a look at him and realize, and we mentioned this in episode 25, that I really had to have detached acceptance. If I tried to expect him to be at the level of, not consciousness, that sounds bad, but if I expected him to be in the same new belief structure that I had adopted. Um, and put those expectations on him, I would constantly get disappointed because he wasn't ready to step into that so drastically yet. And he would constantly feel the energy and pressure of my expectation and it would just destroy us. It would have, again, pushed us away. We wouldn't have been able to find resonance and harmony and balance between us and our partnership. And so um, I took the on the energy of detached acceptance, although I was changing so drastically I, and he was remaining the same person and I had married; he stayed same, the same, yet I had changed multiple times. Um, I would have to look at him and say, "This is his path, his process, and he's choosing to do his journey his way." And so, I would have to love him in being in his journey as he chose to be in his journey, and completely detach from any expectation over who he should be or what he should what he should be doing in his life. Right? So, um, in that. I basically kind of detached all chords of expectation from him and just let him live in a way that was harmonious to him. And, and, um, there were certain things that I didn't enjoy. And, um, and so, you know, I would just, um, make sure that I was staying authentic to myself. So if I, you know, if, um, let's just say there was a big time when um, technology, like texting, was a big thing. You know, when, when I was engaging with him, I wanted a very physical connection instead of having a phone out where if a text would come through, you, you'd you be instantly, you know, persuaded to pick up the phone and look at the text. And, and so it was me healing with Healing my sacral chakra and needing full attention and energy from what I was choosing to give full attention and energy to. So, there was a, a time when um, that would trigger me, and I would realize that I was still dealing with um, healing that I needed to do in my own sacral chakra area if I would be getting charged from him, because that meant I had expectation over how he should be, what he should do in order to appease me in my energy body. And so, um, this is the process of going through any kind. His self-realization you know deep dive journey um is really taking a look at what's giving you charge and what's you know what you can't let go of in your field so there were constant triggers that uh he would do and he he was he was my crisis moment through a lot of my change in those first two journeys but um but basically, I learned to have this detached acceptance and just accept him completely for who he was. And through that, he was able to be himself and go on his journey and slowly, at a snail's pace, make his own decision to want to become More conscious. And so, the really interesting thing that we were talking about a few weeks ago when he was in studio is that he has decided that he's ready to do this journey. And this is the journey that I did in 2013. And so, anybody out there in a partnership, Like, I just want to reiterate, like if you're choosing to stay connected to a partner who's changing or maybe you're the one changing and you're choosing to um, love and accept your partner, even though they don't want to change, like it took us five years for him now to um, be have been in this in this full place of acceptance where he's accepting me and I'm accepting him. And, um, but now he's ready to really take an active role, not let life just continue to happen to him. And this is what he's been realizing. And he's been listening enough to <laughs> how I talk and the things I'm doing that he realizes he's realized that a lot of, a lot of the things that he is, he's real, actually what it was is he's realized he's been in a, in a pattern and the same pattern has triggered him in the like last three or four. Three years consistently, and he continues to find himself in this rut. And um, last year, when he hit this place, he decided to go back to school and get his doctorate. And so, and we both knew at that time that he was pacifying himself. That he thought, "Oh, if I just go get another label, it'll make me feel better, and it'll heal this emptiness or this rut." This. It's basically an emptiness, an unfulfilled feeling inside of you where you're seeking something to make you feel more whole, right? And so he's noticed that he, for the past like three years, has, and we've talked through it every time he's gotten triggered into this moment, but it seems to come kind of consistently at the same time each year and he just feels unfulfilled and like there's something missing. And so he's always kind of sought outside of himself to fill it. He did that one of the years with um with uh, schooling like I said going back and getting his doctorate and, and he even knew we had a be- very deep talk about it that he knew when he did it that this is what he was doing but he still felt the need to go back and do it and that it would give him purpose and meaning in a, in a new way so he did and so now the fact that he's back in this place and he's admitted it again this year that he's in this place of again feeling this emptiness this not resonant feeling with life as it's moving On around him. Um, He doesn't feel as engaged or as connected. And so this time, this third time that it's come around, now he's really gone on this inward, introspective kind of questioning to himself. And he came to me and said, I'm ready to basically figure out what's going on with myself. And so he told me that he wants to do the seven-week chakra journey, which is the the one that I was kind of gifted and created in um, 2013, just for this process, for people who have their, it's, it's, to me, it's the midlife crisis energy. It's like you one day just turn around and look at your life and go, what am I doing? Nothing feels really 100% connected. You might be trying to fill it with like heated education to feel more worthy of the life that you're living or or participating in. Um, Other people do it with material things. You go get another house, you get another toy to maybe bring you joy, right? You go get a boat or an ATV or a motorhome. Oh, if I go travel and see the world, it'll fix this feeling inside of me, right? or whatever it is, whatever external band-aid you're using to slap on this soul that's wanting to be known, that's wanting to emerge and and be more of a connected part of your life, right? So this is the, the, the inward seeking to discover the purpose of why we're here. And so typically it starts as kind of that midlife crisis energy, and we're not talking just people in their 50s, but it is pretty severely triggered around that third eye crown chakra development stage. Um, And so we, so he, I just had my parents in town. And so um, he said, when they leave, I'd really like to start this journey. So I, um, I, I've created this workshop. I've had this workshop forever, but it is work. It is such, it's deep work it will change your life it will change how you view life it'll change what you want a life it'll change your relationships it changes every level physical level and layer that you are operating on and it's SHIT hits the fan pretty quick (laughs) and so I've had this workshop and again I tell you you know I've known people who have done it and have successfully done it multiple times and had amazing, amazing shifts and transformation. And don't let amazing to you think that everything positive in their life happened. I mean, I have people who had the most amazing perspective over their life as soon as they completed it. And then a year later, they were at the next crisis pinnacle moment to make the next change. So as soon as you choose to go on a conscious journey, you're basically opening yourself up to release everything that is not serving your greatest good in this in this existence and so in that Everything changes. And so I'm saying all this because um, I, of course, I have this workshop and um, I've always had a free version of it and a paid version of it because um, it's just such intense work that uh, if you want to do this in a solo way, you know, I have recorded the the meditations that I was kind of Um given to explore as I was writing my book, you know, you do this and we say we kind of give it a timeline, like do it in seven weeks, sit at the beginning of the week, do the first meditation, ground and be present in your week. And then at the end of the week, do the the last meditation to see and acknowledge what all had come up for you in that previous week. And so I've always had this and it's you can find it for free. And if you have my app, my chakra deck app, you can download that for free on Android, the Google Play Store, or Apple. It's called Chakra, C H A K R A D E C K, the Chakra Deck app. Um, And in there, when you download it, it should be black and white, as most of my things are. (laughs) The beautiful yin and yang, the balance energy, right? And um, if you go to the more button, there's three dots and it says more. When you click that, the first thing it'll say the seven week chakra journey. If you go there, um, you can register to get the um, the information to get the free uh, la 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 the free seven week journey, the free part of it. Um, but we also, since my husband is like in this and ready to do it, I'm so excited because this is one of the things. Number one, I love that he's a dude because <laughs> this is the energy. This is such the energy of the universe right now. Um, it's about relationships and it's about this divine. Um, masculine, divine, feminine, finding this 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 juicy, loving spot between divine masculine, divine feminine, finding again that harmony and balance between the two. And so, I just love that he's my partner. Number one, this energy right now is all about relationships for everybody um, in October, November, and what we're moving into. And um, and I love that when I talk to so many people, they always tell me that their partner, you know, they have such such. Uh, interesting, um, experiences with them shifting and partners not shifting. So I just feel like so many things are going to be, um, come to light with him doing it. Um, and he's such a science, such a left brain guy too. And so, um, we're going to have a group process starting on Monday. And so you can find that information too. If you don't have the chakra deck app, you can go to my website. And, um, so genesee.com, J E N E S S E E dot com or chakrasroottocrown.com dot com, And under the learn portion, there's a workshops tab or whatever navigation. And then in that, you'll see the seven-week chakra journey. And so we're going to start this Monday. And so as a collective, um, whether you're doing it free in the solo journey, if you want to be a part of our group collective where we're going to do lots of um, group work, you can do either one at your own pace, your own time, um, and and definitely listen to your body because some chakras take a bit longer to process through than the other ones. And so um, I just really encourage, but back to my statement earlier, there's this, and I'm not quite sure what it is yet. Um, and I don't even know if I've already figured it out when I say, you know, the sound bite information that people need is really just the beginning steps for them to get into authentic resonance with um how they're going to do their work. So I kind of talked about earlier, the millennial generation wanting everything now and wanting it in like these short TED talk, three minute album bite type digestible content, right? Because nobody wants to sit for too long and do work too long on themselves, giving themselves enough time to do this deeply healing work. And so the really interesting thing to me is maybe that that TED talk all these little bits my radio show maybe you tune in for a few minutes and tune out or whatever maybe it's all just trying to find resonance with the the method of work you're going to do you know I'm a chakra person maybe chakras really speak to you and you needed to be introduced in little digestible sound bites to chakras before you really find what what process, what deep dive process you're going to do for yourself, right? So this is a deep dive process. If you are ready, if you are willing, I ask you not just for yourself, but for you are a microcosm, a part of the oh, m- m- micro macro, right? You're a part of this macro. So do it for yourself and then see what kind of ripples move out into every cord of connection you're connected into. So um, we don't have a lot of time, but I really want, um, and I have no clue, I've not done this before, so um, uh, my friend Christopher Watecki uh, from Sirius Joy, the astrologer, and it's S-I-R-I-U-S, Joy, he did, and I have not listened to this, so I have no clue, I might have to speed up, slow down, blah, 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 but um, he did a uh, he did Where are we? Trying to find his sound. Sorry, everybody. Sound, sound, sound. Mm -hmm.
1: We have a full moon in Taurus, which is technically the Hollow Z full moon. And Sensei says karmic storms are brewing. From my heart to yours, keep streaming for your weekly namaste today. So
0: this week he did one called Karmic Storms of Change. Last October 15th, he did one on relationships, fate, and unfolding. So this is all astrology for now, um, for what's happening right now and he's the one who talks about us moving into november in this intense hello and welcome to namaste
1: today i'm your host and spiritual life coach sensei christopher Wateki. welcome back dear friend namaste <laughs> well we are in the high tides of libra actually we're about to conclude libra and move into scorpio if you're just catching up 2018 has been a hell of a year <laughs>
0: My husband's a Scorpio, race clearing by the
1: way. Our ancient karma and trying to open ourselves up toward the story we were born to live. Up until this point in Libra, it has all been about you and your relationship to yourself. But now that we have moved into Libra, it's time to change the karmic tides, especially with Venus retrograde right now. So what we are doing at I this think current we're out of moment Venus is not only examining which relationships we are in, but we've also been examining the level that we deserve to be treated. And it has been intense. Now, up until now, I think all this relationship change has mostly been on the inside. We have been privately realizing that we deserve more, or we have been recognizing we deserve a greater relationship to our employer or something outside of ourselves. but we haven't actually drawn the line. That's where Scorpio comes in, and that's where this week will be a week of karmic storms. I predict this week will be the week that people draw their lines, Probably instituted by a full moon in Taurus, but also with the sun crossing Venus retrograde, it means you're gonna see some absolute truths about your relationship. Last so week, this everybody. week we're gonna talk about how the soul collective is facing karmic storms, what the Venus retrograde means and where it's going into in the future. And then later in your tea time, I'm gonna diagnose all 12 signs and what the full moon in Taurus means for you. But first, let's take a look at the week's moods and your zodiac weather. <laughs>
0: So this was last
1: week. I'm going to go past it. Okay. Consciousness is. Taking a sneak peek at this upcoming week. This week, the soul collective consciousness is facing karmic storms of change. Now, I know that sounds heavy. But it probably actually is in a light way. What (laughs) do I mean by that? Well, I don't think anyone's going to be up for any surprises this week. I think what's about to happen this week is what we've been working on literally all year long. As I mentioned in the open, 2018 has been about dumping the karma you were born to letting all those energies and pain and memories and forgiving, letting all that go. And then as we moved into Libra, we began to examine, okay, I've cleaned myself up. What do I deserve? What do I deserve in my relationships? What do I deserve in my job? What do I deserve from my neighbors? Some of us have been taking too much. Some of us have been giving away too much. And with Venus retrograde at the same time, it's having us consider two things. The types of relationships that we are in and the specific relationships we are in. Venus retrograde is saying, hey, I think it's probably time to change the type of relationships that you are in. The sun in Libra is saying, and perhaps we should actually change specific ones as well. Well, last week, as the sun moved into the step 20s, things got very passionate. For me, it was very, very heavy. Um, I think self-mastery is also what the last chapter of Libra is. So for those people who are on the path of self-mastery, I think there was a lot of ascension symptoms uh, and sickness last week. There was a lot of fatigue as I was talking to people because I think people on a master path were really letting go of a lot of deep stuff. At the same time, I think because everyone was so passionate, we were really getting a bird's eye view or a new perspective of the relationships that serve our best interests and the relationships that might drag us down or weigh sort of heavy on us. And so last week was a little intense, but as I mentioned, I don't think any changes officially happened. Now comes Scorpio. This week, the hammer drops literally as the sun moves into Scorpio. If you don't know, Scorpio energy is the energy of boundaries. So in Libra about relationships, that's the state of awareness where we go, okay, this would be fair. This is what I want to negotiate. This is what I deserve. It's all talk. It's all negotiation. It's all diplomacy. When you move into Scorpio, it is action time. It is time to make the actual cuts. Now, the reason why things can get a little crazy or a little cray-cray in the first week of Scorpio is because there are many people who are still very much asleep at the wheel and what they end up doing is making some major boundary mistakes in the first week of Scorpio and they find themselves cut. So there will be some surprises as far as people sort of having things dramatically end without their knowing ahead of time. But I think for 90% of us, this will be a moment where we recognize the cuts that need to be made, particularly the cuts within ourselves. and with a full moon this week, we'll have the power to make those cuts. So as I examine this week, I think it's going to be kind of bipolar up and down, topsy-turvy energetically. I wish that wasn't the case because I, for one, am getting a little seasick from all the karma this year. But on Monday, we have the final test of our relationship. So really, uh, something could slip at any time this week, including on Monday. So relationships will be tested on Monday. The The moon will be in Aries, our ego will be very fired up. Step 29 rules the day. And um, what's interesting is, as of this week, Saturn is at Step 4 Capricorn. Saturn went to Step 4 last Friday, before this week, and Step 4 means that there will be um, radical, or you could say, how do I want to put this, revolutionary uh, changes of how people take control. So you're going to see people this week fall out of power, you're going to find people come into power, and this all comes down to really the way people manage themselves. With Saturn at step four, the decisions you make for yourself, are you going to be there? Are you going to continue to allow yourself to be treated less than what you deserve? Are you going to continue to allow yourself to be managed by someone else's uh, craziness, right? These are the type of questions I think people will face this week. And I think with the full moon, they're going to make the cuts. So Monday is the first day where things might become extremely obvious that certain relationships are not going to be able to continue or certain things have to happen for relationships to
0: continue. Again, this was last Then we Monday. go to Tuesday.
1: On Tuesday, step zero rules the day. This is the grandmaster step of Scorpio. And I suspect Tuesday is going to reveal ridiculous truth to you. Ridiculous truth means if you've been looking for a sign that something is meant to continue or not or a relationship is or whatever, I think it will become blind, just crazy obvious, okay? Like um, that. what the truth is, where the boundaries are. Part of that is because this week when the sun goes to step zero, it actually opposes Uranus at step zero Taurus, And so this tends to be kind of like a step four day. Whenever the sun imposes Uranus, there are breakdowns. And so what I'm probably uh, expecting on Tuesday is there to be people making uh, boundary mistakes. In other words, people taking liberties where they shouldn't take liberties, people being caught with their hand in the cookie jar, so to speak. (laughs) And because the sun is opposing Uranus, this will be the absolute end. If people do make mistakes on Tuesday, I would imagine those mistakes are not able to be recovered or repaired. And I do think that's the universe's point, is to make some cuts. And the cuts begin as early as Tuesday. Then Wednesday, we have the full moon. So this full moon is what I'll be talking about in our tea time. But this full moon basically is us saying goodbye to the old world, hello to the new. Now, all year long, we have actually been working on our karma, as I mentioned. We've been clearing our karma. We've been clearing it state by state, emotions, intellect, our hearts, of course, our reality, our values, all these different things. But technically, it's not over until the Scorpio says it's over. Okay? Scorpio energy is the absolute step zero cutting of ties cutting of the old and on this full moon this full moon on on wednesday is actually the hollow z full moon Halloween z meaning we have a full moon in taurus which is birth opposing the sun in scorpio which is death so this opposition technically is the new year in fact it goes back to the paganism the pagans would always celebrate this full moon as the new year because the pagans saw scorpio as ground zero starting over toward the next year now energetically i really think that is true i think you will find that's true as well i think by the time the full moon hits on wednesday you'll realize like there's an end of an era for you, an end of a story, an end of a legacy, an end of an issue, an end of a problem, an end of a relationship, but it's going to be clearly the end, (laughs) okay? And then the moon conjuncting uh, Uranus, full in Taurus, says and there is a birth not just a birth but a birth that is connected to Uranus at step zero which means the life we are birthing has this um, energy this kinetic energy if you will this sp- spiritual kinetic energy that once you are free to move forward you're gonna rocket forward and up in the Taurus spectrum and of course I'll be talking about where those two polarities are in your tea time later but Wednesday is hump day and it quite literally is hump day because we have the full moon it quite literally is the new year in paganism, and it will apex around 12 Eastern time in North America, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a midday here for us in North America. Then on Thursday, things get very sensitive as we start to feel the realization of these loss. So I think we're going to feel the loss. We might mourn certain losses. Even good things sometimes are hard to say goodbye to, okay, because Uh, we had such a good time. So partying is is such sweet sorrow in some cases, right? And I think on Tuesday, we might start to feel that. I mean, on Thursday, excuse me. Now, what's weird about this is right after the full moon on Wednesday... Um, we have Parting is Such Sweet Sorrow, Step 2, with the, full, the moon still full in Taurus. And what happens on Thursday and Friday is the sun and Venus end up trading places. So Venus retrograde crosses the sun. The sun advances up in Scorpio. Um, for those who are part of my Serious Joy Sensei service, I talked about this, and I talked about this in the Megascope Monthly Reports, that this is a wonky transdimensional moment So it's kind of like for those people who on the full moon said goodbye to the Tin Man and Toto, you're going back to Kansas between Thursday and Friday, (laughs) okay, like energetically. I think that's part of the weird energy. What does that mean? I just think we're all going to kind of feel the ground move under our feet. I think we're going to feel that life is changing. I'm not sure if we're going to have certainty on where things are going, but we will certainly be clear on what things are ending. Okay, we don't know where they're going, but we know what is where they're not going. Basically, so Thursday and Friday is gonna be all right.
0: Watery, so because we're coming to the top of the hour, for if you want to finish watching, he does a phenomenal. It's like forty-five minutes long. He'll go over how this is affecting you and your sun sign. So he's, um, again, it's Sirius Joy, S-I-R-I-U-S-J-O-Y. That's how you find Mr. Christopher Watecki. And uh, he's really passionate and great about what he does for astrology. So um, just really interesting. I mean, everything he's been saying to um, about November and, like, the legit, like, crazy kind of, uh, he keeps calling it the, um, now I'm going to say Hunger Games, but what's the other one? Uh, Uh, Oh, uh, Game of Thrones. (laughs) He's calling it the Game of Thrones. Could be Hunger Games too. Just that we're entering this really tumultuous time and um, everything is about clearing your karma so you can step into the light of who you are destined to be. And so that's why I know that's why my husband, Dr. Roy, is feeling it. Um, and he's really acknowledging that he's been kind of living the same cyclical um, pattern of uh, in his life and he's ready to change it and he's ready to shift it and shift it for the good. And so um, if you want to be a part of it um, again, ju- you can do it on your own, at your own pace, your own time. And I do have um, components of those meditations that are free. If you want to be a part of our group, we're going to be doing a ton together um, and in preparation for you know the new year and just um, getting yourself in that complete alignment. Do this first journey, be a part of our group. And you can find all of that on the website, genesee.com or chakrasroot2crown.com. Also on the app the Chakra Deck app, if you search Google or um, Apple store, it's called the Chakra Deck app and it's free to download and then you just go in the more portion and then the 77, no, not the 77. Ooh, maybe that is seven week chakra journey. It should be right in there. So please come, play, be a part of this. Uh, no doubt your life will change. <laughs> I'm not going to guarantee that your expectations of uh, of of sunshine, unicorns, and rainbows are going to come true because uh, typically when we when we go on such an intense journey, it's. Um, Lots of things that we didn't expect happen, but I can tell you from everybody who's done this and succeeded through it, it opens you to the most divine qualities that you hold within yourself. And so um, it's my biggest passion, greatest um, passion to to help people work through this kind of work. It's, it's, it's just everything that I get so excited about. So if it feels like something you want to do, join us. We're going to start on Monday. So Dr. Roy, if you're listening, it's happening Monday and you'll see the countdown calendar everywhere. So I think it's like three days, three days to go, be a part of it, be a part of our collective. So enjoy today, Friday, enjoy this weekend. And then hopefully you join us on Monday where the real work begins with so much light and love, everybody.